because your mother was black and your father was white and you you were officially designated as colored yes. in South Africa, wherever you were, you were the anomaly. I was. Yeah. <laughs> so it was always hard for you to figure out, like, where do you fit? And um, you you seem to have learned so many ways of dealing with that, including learning different languages and different dialects. So how many languages do you speak? I speak six currently. Name them. Uh, so I speak English, uh, obviously. Uh, Afrikaans, which is uh, a, deriv- a, deriv- a derivative of Dutch uh, that we have in South Africa. And then I speak African languages. So I speak Zulu, I speak Xhosa, um, I speak Tswana, and uh, I speak um, Tsonga. And uh, so those are my languages, the core. And then I don't claim German, but I can have a conversation in it. Uh, So I'm trying to make that officially my seventh languages, and then hopefully I can learn Spanish. And it sounds like this is something you picked up from your mother, who also spoke several languages and used them in a very kind of cunning way when she needed to, to make sure that she wasn't... um, you know, uh, imprisoned or, although she was imprisoned. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but she, she, but she, she got, got out, out of, of many sometimes. situations, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a passage from your book that I'd like you to read that's about how your mother used language and how you use language okay. to help navigate difficult situations. Living with my mom, I saw how she used language to cross boundaries, handle situations, navigate the world. We were in a shop once, and the shopkeeper right in front of us turned to his security guard, and he said in Afrikaans, Folk die swartes, net no steal illa eats. Follow those blacks in case they steal something. My mother turned around and said in beautiful, fluent Afrikaans, Hoe kom folk je nie die swartes, so dat jy hulle kan help? Kry waar na hulle soek nie. Why don't you follow these blacks so you can help them find what they're looking for? Ach, yammer, the man said, apologizing in Afrikaans. Then, and this was the funny thing, he didn't apologize for being racist. He merely apologized for aiming his racism at us. Oh, I'm so sorry, he said. I thought you were like the other blacks. You know how they love to steal. I learned to use language like my mother did. I would simulcast, give you the program in your own tongue. I'd get suspicious looks from people just walking down the street. Where are you from? They'd ask. I'd reply in whatever language they'd addressed me in, using the same accent that they used. There would be a brief moment of confusion, and then the suspicious look would disappear. Oh, okay. I thought you were a stranger. We're good then. It became a tool that served me my whole life. One day, as a young man, I was walking down the street, and a group of Zulu guys was walking behind me, closing in on me. And I could hear them talking to one another about how they were going to mug me. Let's get this white guy. You go to his left and I'll come up behind him. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't run. So I just spun around real quick and said, Yo, guys. Why don't we just mug someone together? I'm ready. Let's do it. They looked shocked for a moment, and then they started laughing. Oh, sorry, dude. We thought you were something else. We weren't trying to take anything from you. We were trying to steal from white people. Have a good day, man. They were ready to do to me violent harm until they felt that we were part of the same tribe. And then we were cool. That and so many other smaller incidents in my life made me realize that language, even more than color, 
defines who you are to people. I became a chameleon. My color didn't change, but I could change your perception of my color. If you spoke to me in Zulu, I replied to you in Zulu. If you spoke to me in Tswana, I replied to you in Tswana. Maybe I didn't look like you, but if I spoke like you, I was you.